Robert, how are you? I'm good, Joseph. Joseph? Yeah. I don't know. If anything, it's Joseph. Joseph. Joshua? Joseph. Joseph. I like Joseph. What's your middle name? Carl. Carl. That's right. I knew that. I should not have forgotten that. That's right. Carl. My, uh... Maybe you're Carl and I'm Lenny. Lenny? Don't. Don't even tell me you're not aware of Carl and Lenny. From The Simpsons? Oh, Lenny. I heard Lenny. Like L-Y-N-N-Y. Oh, Lenny. Lenny. You know, my, my my brother and dad's name is Kenneth. And... Yeah, I I was born in Tennessee. My family's from Kentucky, but mm-hmm. when I was five, moved to New Jersey, and so <clears throat> predominantly don't have any kind of Southern accent. But I do have a tinge of it that comes out right there with ease that I pronounce more of an I. Yeah, and so Kenneth is actually like his name is Ken, mm-hmm. but like he's Ken, Ken. Hey, yeah. Ken, Kenneth. Ken, you know, and it's instead of Kenneth, instead of Kenneth, and like the whole idea of calling, you know, Ken just seems so formal. So yeah, I'd be Lenny. I wouldn't be Lenny. (laughs) I'm sure people are so bored by this family name conversation, (laughs) man. Well, we've lost half our viewers already. (laughs) (laughs) We go back and edit it out and be like, no, just leave it in. It's the challenge of YouTube. There's just something on the right that's just like, ooh, that looks interesting. I'm diving in, you know? Because these two are ridiculous. All, all of this looks better than this. Good heavens. What do you have for us? Today? I have for us a classic. And when I mean classic, if you don't... Get this immediately? Get this immediately. Something's something serious. You didn't have wrong. time to really do a deep dive but research. But this is one that I have a hard time thinking we didn't do. So actually, I'm, I don't think we did it. But I have a hard time thinking we didn't do it, because it is the epitome of classic theme songs. Yeah. And that's where we are right now with a lot of these. Yeah. We're second-guessing completely. Yeah. And I'm going to play and be like, you're going to be like, Rob, you idiot. We did this. In fact, we did it twice already, you <laughs> jack. What? Jack something. It's, it's Joel. It's not Jack. No. You would be calling me. Never mind. Our listeners understood. Let's hear. All right. I wonder what it is. <laughs> we have it because it's just so like second two of the song. You know what it is, and it's such a good theme song, though. It is. This is this is the classic, right? Where it's a great song, and it's great scenes going on with the song. Like there's yeah. some there's some scenes from the from the uh, episodes, yeah, and then there's they also do the record thing with just this yeah. specific pictures and yes, it's great, yep. iconic. I didn't watch it that much, um, but obviously know it well. Um, uh, Ron Howard, oh yeah, right? the Fonz, Opie, the Fonz, Henry Winkler. One of my um, a great Fonz moment, but it's not from Happy Days. I was recently watching the Matt Damon movie, The Martian. Have you seen The Martian? No, I haven't. Okay, it's not gonna. It's not gonna make. 
It's not going to be enjoyable then if you don't know what it is. But he's stranded on Mars. His crew leaves, and they don't. They think he has uh, he has died, and he has it. So he's kind of. Um, oh, that's what happens. Yeah, he's kind of struggling. I thought he went on a one man mission to no, Mars. No, oh, okay. he's there by himself, and then is able to make communication with Earth. Earth. And so they start communicating, and they're gonna, and they're gonna. Um, uh, he's going to take a picture that'll go back to the entire the whole world is watching, <laughs> and he, he he realizes in the moment as he's taking the picture he can do whatever he wants, and he goes, "Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> and back at NASA they're like, "Did he just do the Fonz?" It's a great movie. That's Matt Damon, right? Yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. It's a great movie. Is it a great movie? It is a great movie. Would I like yes. it? Yes, you would like okay, it. Okay, so it's not a sad movie then. Well, I mean, it's it's intense at times, but it's Matt Damon's is great. Okay, just not sad. Did you watch Happy Days? Oh uh, yeah, a lot. Well, I mean, it wasn't a show that I like tried to religiously follow, but you know, like we talked about before with the Brady Bunch or whatever, it those were our that that was our daytime. Yeah, stuff. So, like, it was in syndication, and yeah, watched it. So, was it filmed in the seventies? Was that when it really came out? Yeah, set twenty years before in the height of the fifties. I don't know. It's crazy that when they were filming that, it, it was, was in color, it just wasn't black and white. So, it could be in seventies. What's well, set in the fifties? They filmed it in the seventies. Yeah, but it was only twenty years before. Like so much had changed in that twenty years, from the fifties yes. to the seventies. Are you following? <laughs> yeah, but I just never realized that as a kid that it was a TV show. That, like, uh, it's that's amazing because <laughs> watching it, like I was a kid watching an old show, so I just thought I was watching an old show about old times. It didn't like occur to me. Like, you just kind of blew my mind. I did blow your mind. That's That was that day's look you just saw. Because, oh my gosh. We, you know, as a kid, I was watching an old show about an older time. And I never put that together. I appreciate your honesty. Oh, that's, gosh. That's hilarious. Well, um, so we're here to talk about last Sunday's sermon. Oh, I'd um, rather just... <laughs> end it here oh man my mind is so blown (laughs) it's like when you realize that on a sick day you're the first time you have a sick day and you look out and you see that the school bus still went by you're like oh school still happened Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah i'm exhausted now let's let's move on (laughs) i think we've i'm tired i think we've talked about this enough i need a nap so we're talking about uh, the theme of my sabbatical, the need to um, slow down. Need for speed. No. Not Top Gun 2, which is coming out soon. Is that the name of it? The need for speed? No. Oh. <laughs> it's actually called Top Gun Maverick, I think. Anyways, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, to live at a gun. to live at a different speed, a different rhythm. Um, that's been the focus of the last two sermons, and we decided to this past Sunday dive back into that core scripture that we've been um, studying, but actually go back a little bit, mm-hmm. talk about the preceding verses where 
we discovered that it's got some actually kind of, and we, we called it just at first offensive prophecies from Jesus. Like he has some somewhat harsh things to say mm-hmm. to these um, cities and uh, huge geographic group, regions. Huge groups of people. Yes. Huge groups of people. Yep. He basically just, you know, rips them a new one. He does. He does. Yep. Which yep. leads up to um, these verses about Jesus's yoke, which we'll get to in a, in a second. Yeah. Um, but how we kind of interpreted those verses that precede it um, were that they were um, areas that he had been to that had not fully embraced this particular way of life mm-hmm. um, that he was um, that he was offering that he was inviting people to live into. And he came to reveal, right? right. And as you said, it, it go it said in the sermon, it goes back to the Sermon on the Mount, right, where these huge throngs of people begin to gather around Jesus because he's in their eyes, he's a miracle man, right? He's he's doing things that no one had ever done, like healing those who were possessed and um, <clears throat> literally making miracles. And so they gather around and they want to learn more about him. And it's during then that Jesus goes up a mountain, the disciples follow, and he starts actually talking about what he came to do, what his mission is. And it unfolds in this beautiful... Um, um, two plus chapter, three chapters, three chapters yeah. of of Matthew's gospel that we call the Sermon on the Mount, and it's we call it the Sermon on the Mount because Jesus was literally, according to Matthew, sitting, standing on a mount or a mountain, talking, and and it, and it was an actual sermon, in in a sense where the bulk of of his teaching in the scriptures is not how we would describe teaching now, it's this person stopped him as he was traveling from here to here. It's stories. Yeah, and this it's, is actually it's actually a block of of, of teaching. That, yes, this, for the three chapters of the Sermon on the Mount, it is Jesus words. Yes. It is not Jesus and then a narrative and then other characters coming in. It is purely Jesus teaching, revealing the yep. kingdom of God um, and stating basically what he has come to do. And in the process, he reveals that the God's version of success is so fundamentally different than ours. Talks about how the law is really supposed to be interpreted in according to uh, Jesus' ways of grace and mercy yep. and justice. Um, and reveals that the way of discipleship is in many ways a uh, life that lives with kind of inverted values from the world. Um, You know, the um, portion that you lifted up uh, in the sermon about, you know, uh, when, you know, you are uh, asked to go walk one mile, walk the other. Mm -hmm. When you're asked to give your shirt, your cloak, give your shirt as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Talks about how... You've, You've heard it said you should... Yeah. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I, I say, say love your love your enemy. Enemies. Pray for your enemy. Yeah, all these all these beautiful um, idealistic right from from maybe our vantage point uh, messages that come out, and then we read them in in various ways in various contexts, right? Um, but 
how many how many of us really live life thinking, okay, blessed are the meek, mm-hmm. blessed are the merciful, blessed are those when people revile you and persecute you because of your faith. Yeah. I mean, how many of us actually live like it is actually successful to know what it is to grieve because you've loved and you've lost? Mm. Um, we spent a couple podcasts um, over a year ago, at least, um, <clears throat> uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, and we were discussing Brian McLaren's Make the Road by Walking. Yep. And like just to kind of highlight some of our thoughts, we were, as we dove into it and, and specific sections of it, just so humbled and challenged by it. Like I remember having those conversations where we kind of pause and go, my gosh, like I'll be <clears throat> working on this for the rest of my life Amen. if I want to authentically try and do what he is inviting me to do here. Because it seems impossible. Oh my gosh. It seems impossible. Mm-hmm. It's a journey and, the, and at times the journey... Um, can feel and seem like it's just unattainable. Um, and so it makes sense that there would be people who would just laugh it off, or if not literally laugh it off, simply not receive it, not make, not even, he, not even give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. And so along the way, as Jesus yeah. continued to try, so the Sermon on the Mount ends, and then Jesus begins journeying throughout Galilee, right? Mm-hmm. Going from area to area, teaching, healing, teaching, healing. And there are these areas that, they're just a little footnote really in Matthew's yeah. gospel. That, But there are these areas where Jesus basically doesn't get received. And the message doesn't get heard or it gets rejected. And then we get to this chapter in which Jesus basically rips them a new one, for lack of a better way of putting it. Mm-hmm. You know, woe to you. It would be better for you to, you know, it's it's all right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which then leads right into the scriptures that we are focusing in on. And he has this um, <clears throat> section where he talks about how his his yoke is easy to take my yoke upon you. And we looked at that from a couple different vantage points. Um, uh, one being, um, I think the first one we talked about was how a yoke is is seen as the um, the, the rabbi's teaching, um, and that points back to the Sermon on the Mount. Um, that that each rabbi in first century. Judaism had um, a way that they interpreted the Torah, um, being the Hebrew scriptures, but more specifically the first five books of the Hebrew yeah, scriptures: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then we also talked about it as the yoke being an agricultural tool. Yeah. Um, a very cool one too. It is, yep. This image, and it's we're kind of lost to these images now, um, but of this device that would be fixed on to oxen, um, that would be a way for them to kind of support yeah. each other as they were plowing a field yeah. or um, carrying something. Yep. So the and it not only right it. 
it forced the the oxen to be together. Yeah. Like they couldn't not be together if they, yeah. even if they wanted to separate, they they had to be together when they were yoked, and um, which meant that they were they literally had to be there for each other. Yeah. Um, and so when Jesus says, "Take my yoke upon you," there's there's definitely a double meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Is light. Mm-hmm. Um, the way, and, and this comes at the end of this, this section that begins with judgment, because ultimately Jesus isn't condemning people in his judgment. He is, tr- in the prophecy, he is hoping, trying to help people see that this new way of life, right, this new way of understanding the Torah and living the faith, this new rhythm by which he lives faith mm-hmm. is, in fact, life-giving. Yep. It is lighter than the weights that the world will press down upon you if you live according to the world's ways and the world's rhythms. Mm. So there's this this picture of um, the follower of Jesus and Jesus um, uh, doing this together, journeying through life together, shouldering the weight of life together, which we talked about. And we didn't talk too much at all, really, about that same idea of shouldering the weight of life together in terms of in light of a community of faith that's something that kind of we talked about but then got lost we never got there in the sermon um but just i thought about it more afterwards just how how powerful that is um when a community of faith is really at its best (laughs) is when um Members are yoked together. Yes, and coming alongside each other, um, and uh, in times of ce- celebration and joy, and absolutely in times of uh, grief and sadness <clears throat> and heartache. Um, that has been uh, some of my um, greatest. greatest expressions of the power of Christianity is that it is ultimately meant and best lived in community. Um, My internship pastor, Beth Sabinski, she would talk about community a lot, and she would say, um, you you have more joy in community. You celebrate with more people. There's more to celebrate. (coughs) At the same time, there's also there's more sadness because you're in you're in 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 light of in in you're in relationship with people and and you are you, yoked to them yeah. in the the challenges of life. Amen. That's so well said because when you're yoked together, you're 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 there with each other in the good times and the bad times. Yep. As God intends it yeah. to be, right? Yep. We said before, you know, even from the birth of creation, we have been created not as individuals, but as a people. We've been created by a relational God to be a relational people. 
Um, and the yoke is a beautiful metaphor for, for, for how God intends us to be in connection in, in a living relationship, not only with Jesus Christ, but then also with each other as well. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful gift. Uh, and as, as we explored, it, it doesn't, you know, we often hear these verses and think that it, it's like, oh, so if I have faith, then life will be easy and I won't, I won't be burdened, or at least my burdens will be light. Mm. And when we take these verses out of their context, that's absolutely kind of the way it sounds. But that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, the way of life I have come to reveal. Yeah. The, the way of living out the faith is a lighter, easier, more joyful, more loving way of living. And when you do it with God as well, we're not doing it by ourselves so that when, when bad things do happen, we're not, we're not tilling the field of life um, just through our own energy and the burdens all heaped upon our shoulders. We're doing it in concert with a God we know is with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that makes, that can make all the difference in the world. Yeah. And I would say also, even something like the Sermon on the Mount, if you are willing to uh, read it and dip your foot in its waters that are incredibly challenging, but it is also an invitation to new life, but also to a sense of wholeness, too. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The invitation to... um, (laughs) Pray uh, for your enemies, I think, is... Seriously, how many people do that? Exactly. But when you, ha- when you do, there is uh, a certain letting go or release of all that has kind of has got you, has, has constricted you. You know, whatever that is, whether that's anger or the inability to forgive, all of that. So I think that there, there's kind of this weird... Yeah. Um, dynamic of of my yoke is easy. I, I think about we've talked about Shane Claiborne. He's a he's kind of our age, but a very um, uh, written a couple books. Um, very inspiring, dude. Very inspiring. And he talks about how um, uh, growing up um, in his tradition, uh, which was very uh, church culture, was kind of completely. Blend, uh, blended for him and he said he was um, he thought life was actually pretty easy until he re- really met Jesus. He met Jesus and he screwed it all up because he invited him this way of life that from the outside <laughs> looks incredibly challenging which is the Sermon on the Mount but then as he has slowly attempted to live in that way um, and slowly learning how to love neighbor at the same time it's life-giving and it 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 invites you into this wholeness that is i think found not found outside of it amen so well said i mean it's it's so opposed to the values of the world at times praying for your enemies right but that's that's not just a gift for your enemy that's a gift for you learning to forgive 
It's not just the gift for the one you're forgiving. It's a gift so that you don't have to carry around the burden of anger or, or, or desire for vengeance. I mean, these, these weights that, that absolutely affect even the way in which we taste the food. It makes life just more bitter. Yes. Um, but the other thing that I thought you did a phenomenal job lifting up is that as hard as as hard as Jesus' way can be, you know, for him to say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, and then for us, when we, you know, we look at this through the lens of our worldly lives and it's, whoa, like, how do you, this isn't easy, this is overwhelming. But to live the faith, to live and follow Jesus way isn't simply to try and do the things that Jesus taught. It's also to follow the rhythm by which Jesus lived and employing the practices that Jesus practiced, which gets to the heart of what we're going to be exploring through your sabbatical. Yep. And that point uh, was in the book, the ruthless elimination of hurry that I, when I read it, it was one of those two by four moments kind of across the face like Tommy Boy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, just a, oh my gosh. Uh, thinking about moments when I have been um, rushed and hurried and filled with anxiety, where that's been the default at times for me. The ability to be generous and compassionate and loving is greatly reduced. <laughs> greatly reduced um and so amen slowly trying to take on those the practices that we're going to explore i think is a great invitation um for us and we're getting ready we're just a week away from starting that but um yeah well said robert well, you're the one who was just speaking, so. No, that's true. Well said, Joseph. <laughs> I can still affirm what you said, though. Well said, Carl. Well, well said, Lenny. <laughs> Lenny. 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 Thanks for being with us, friends. We will see you next time on Beyond Sunday, Joel and Rob's podcast. <laughs>